Hey everybody, welcome to Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland. A podcast all about Cleveland and fun things to do. We go exploring. And we go eat. We eat lots and we enjoy it. So join us as we share these experiences with you. And we hope that these experiences inspire you to enjoy the great city of Cleveland. Hi, guys. No. (laughs) (laughs) We got big news. We have great big news. We do. I mean, I don't know how big it is. I was going to say, do you know more news than I know? (laughs) No. (laughs) We picked a new name. Which is our same name. It is. (laughs) (laughs) After all the work, after all the... And we even... All the (laughs) buildup. So we still don't have a name. We still don't have a name. So and we went through all the names that were suggested on Facebook. Right. And had, you know, reviews done on those. <laughs> and we came up with Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland. Woohoo! <laughs> Which makes things a lot easier for us on the back end. Right, because we don't need to change our websites. We don't need to change, you know, some of our social media pages. So it makes things easier for the listeners, too. Yes. <laughs> for our big fan base. So thank you all for the suggestions. I will tell you, we did run a gamut through these lawyers who were helping us that were very nice and very helpful to us. Very much so. And one of our episodes, I don't know if I left it in or not, but one of our episodes, I say our latest suggestions are so generic. And I feel like that's what one of the lawyers said to us in return, that they were too general or too something. Do you remember him responding to that? Yeah. He basically just said, look, just put your two names in the front. Right. (laughs) And I'm done working with you. Yeah. (laughs) That no, they were very, very nice, very polite. And he did did go through a lot of names for us. Yes. But I think for what we're trying to get accomplished and to get across, you know, I think it just makes sense just to put our names in the front. Because that's what they were worried about was exploring Cleveland was too similar to other people who are kind of doing the same thing, maybe not through podcasts. Entities. Yeah. Right. So just to put our two names ahead of the Explore Cleveland, and then we should be okay. Right. Hopefully. So there you go. So anyways, we're still out and about doing our adventures. Yes, we are. And this adventure. We did something a little different. We we did did. lunch. Yeah, we don't want Hangry Heidi. (laughs) That's her new nickname. We're just going to call her HH, Hangry Heidi. I'm fine with it. So we we decided to feed her first. Yes. So we went to Truman's 216. Yes. Which is down in the flats. She actually suggested we start there. <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing, really. Well, because I was looking at the times of the museum that we were going to go to and the times of the restaurant and... One thing, though, it looked like, according to the website, that I we needed to make reservations to get to the restaurant. Right. Or to be able to eat at the restaurant. So I did that. 
I made reservations for us. And then I was very stressed out about making sure we were arriving on time. But then we walked in and it was seat yourself. Yeah, it's, there was a sign up front that said, please seat yourself. I did get an email, though, saying that my reservation was ready and when we were walking in. Yeah, there was plenty of seating. There was. This place caught my eye because they do some charity work. They do a lot of charity work. So they are a not-for-profit restaurant. Yes, we found that out. I've never heard of a not-for-profit restaurant. Same. Which I thought was remarkable. Heidi sent me the link to the website and said... I really love their mission. Look at the website. I want to go here. And I was, I looked at it. I said, yeah, this looks really interesting. Mm -hmm. I want to go too. So it talks about on their website about when the pandemic caused restaurants to close across the country, Truman's 216 and HELP, HELP stands for Hope, Educate, Love, and Protect, began supporting the local community with a daily meal program for Clevelanders in need and those on the front line. And they served 500 plus meals per week. So anyways, I'm like, let's go. Let's go check this place out. It is right across from the Aloft Hotel. And funny story is Tony, the night of Chocolate Fest, was like, we need to eat here because the sign has a a big giant bulldog on their sign smoking a cigar. So as we were leaving Chocolate Fest walking to our car, she's like, one day I want to eat there. So it like all of a sudden dawned on me as we're driving to there. Oh my gosh, you know where we're going to go? That was not planned. Not at all. It just was a coincidence. Well, and on the, on the sign at their restaurant outside, it says, all dogs got to eat. Which is what you said in Terrestrial Brewing Company. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But, no, I took it as a play on word for the dog pound for the Cleveland Browns. So when we saw it that night of Chocolate Fest, I thought it was a play on the word dog pounds. All dogs got to eat. Even though I think this is spelled D-O-G-S. It is. Okay. So I should have known better. It says dogs got to eat and drink. Which is still a play on Cleveland Browns. Yes. And you can see the Brown Stadium from this place. Right. Which is kind of cool. It was $10 to park. The same lot that we parked at for Chocolate Fest. Right. The, ch- the sign said $10. They did not change it while we were in line waiting to get in. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> so we walk in. It says, please seat yourself. There was this booth. And right above the booth was the Grinch. On a, on a swing. Right? Yeah. So, of course, I had to get a picture of that because he was the cutest. He was really cute. The decor in this place... It was pretty fun. It was. The booths have writing all on the inside of them. Um, We left our mark. They had a picture of the Rock Hall, a picture of a Browns player, a picture of... Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I think the Browns player was supposed to be Nick Chubb, but he doesn't have any defining markers or number. You can see that there's maybe a two on the jersey. But anyways, I agree with Heidi. You look up and there's 
like Christmas lights, they're multicolored lights, and there's flags all over the ceiling. And we were told that the employees chose which flags that yeah, they, they want to have in the ceiling. They each get to choose a flag. There's a Canadian flag, there's Black Lives Matter, there's Gay Pride, Blue Lives Matter. I mean, it's it's very diverse. Very diverse. So then we're sitting at the table and we start looking through the menu. And at the beginning of the menu, it tells you about the restaurant. And their mission. And their mission. It tells you, you know, of course, what their menu is. And then again, in the back, it tells you about the, the restaurant. And on Sundays, our brunch. Yeah. So we went brunch. for brunch. Of course. We're always going to go for brunch. Who right. doesn't like a good brunch? They had a great brunch. Their food was really good. Yeah, so I ordered the avocado toast. Caprese avocado toast. They had several different kinds that you could get. I chose to order the caprese. And I got bacon on the side. Because you get a side with it also. Mm -hmm. Heidi got... Well, first I said, do you really think... Avocado toast is going to fill you up. Oh, yeah, she did. <laughs> and then what did I order? French toast. Right. <laughs> With a side of? I got the side of two eggs, and then I ordered an extra side of turkey sausage. Right. My French toast was almost like, I don't want to say this as a bad thing, but like caked in cinnamon. It smelled so good. It tasted so good. Like, I don't think it was necessarily caked, but you could tell cinnamon was on it. Oh, I could smell the cinnamon. Oh, it was so good. I did good. not try it, but... It I, was so good. And so was mine. Yeah, yours looked good. If it didn't have tomatoes all over it, I would have definitely been trying it. I'm glad it had tomatoes all over it, so you didn't get to try it. And yours had, like, a nice balsamic drizzle. Yeah, it was great. Oh, that did look good. Anyways, so... And I typically don't get... French toast or anything like that. So it was a nice little treat for me. So I'm not... Well, we, we determined this. Yes. I prefer savory over sweet. Unless I'm having dessert. Yes. And I like both. Yeah. <laughs> you put... have me tempted to do a 23 me, Just to see if I'm savory and sweet together. You should check it out. I just should. just for that purpose? Yeah, that's like really what I'm curious about. I think you should do it just for other things too. What would I find out? A, a lot of stuff. I mean, well, it says for entertainment purposes only, but I will tell you that I would say 95% of the things on there are correct so far with me. Anyways, we're we're off topic here. 23 and me should sponsor us. They should. Yeah. So reach out if you're from 23andMe. Give us a call. <laughs> Heidi would definitely like to do a 23andMe and share her results on our podcast. Would I? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I found out that I'm mostly Italian from 23andMe, which I did not think was a thing. I still don't think it's a thing that you're mostly Italian. You're only like 23% Italian. 33%. I mean, that's so that's a third Italian. You're a third. Yeah, which... There's still two-thirds elsewhere. 
Yeah, British, Irish, French, and German. It's all split between those other four things. So you're a European mutt. I am. (laughs) But it was straight up 33% Italian. Yeah, maybe I should do mine. So I can one-up you on the Italian heritage. You probably could. One day this will be our topic of conversation. I'm just waiting to find out about more siblings. (laughs) Or long-lost cousins. I did find a long-lost cousin. Right. Very happy about that. And we have a mutual friend who found also a family member on 23andMe. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean... Again, I feel so stupid, but I didn't realize that you can find all that out on 23andMe. All right. Anyways, what were we talking about? Truman 216. And you know what else we didn't talk about? Our drinks. You got a Moscow Mule. I loved it. Heidi did not. And so I got mine and Heidi was still deciding what drink she wanted, right? And then Tony made me try hers, which I told you I did not want to. You got to try things. Live a little. Yes. Year of it's yes. the year of yes. Yes. I hated it. I do not like ginger beer. I'm not a fan. Well, you don't have to like it. But anyway, so it took Heidi a, l- a minute or so to, to figure out what she wanted. And what did you order? I have no idea. Okay. You Some ordered. Sort of berry margarita. That's exactly what you ordered. Okay. Okay. So, and then it, it came like right away. Oh, did it? They were very, they're, they're very quick there. Okay. Well, you know what threw me? I'm so, going to tell you what threw me. Because Tony's, Tony's about to make fun of me, which rightly so. But first of all, I typically don't get berry drinks. I typically don't get the sweet drinks. I like the sweet food, not the sweet drinks. The exact opposite of you. So I saw this glass sitting there with like berries floating around, like muddles, muddled together, right? And I'm looking around at all the decor. I mean, there's a lot of decor to take in. Yes. So I look at Tony and I say, did I order a drink or did I just imagine that I did? <laughs> Can I just tell you that when Heidi tasted my drink, her drink was already there. Oh, it was? Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. So then you like push it towards me and I was like, that's my drink. <laughs> it was really good. It was. I'm sure it was. But yeah, I didn't realize it was sitting there. And I was thinking, oh, I must have imagined that I ordered it. (laughs) But there it was. I drank it. It was really hilarious. And I just want to point out, too, that we got our drinks before the meals came. (laughs) Oh, we did? The drinks came out long before the food did. But the food didn't come out that long later. No. But we ordered the drinks before we even ordered the food. I don't remember when I ordered my drink, (laughs) but it was really good. They actually used real berries in it and it did not have strawberries in it, which is important to me. So all of that was good. Yes. So then we ate our food and then the server came over, Jen, yeah, and agreed to talk with us for a few minutes, which was very, very kind of her. Right. And Heidi insisted that we're famous. I said, you don't know who we are. (laughs) We have a famous podcast all about Cleveland. And I said, not yet, but it will be. Yes. We're working our way up there, people. Hey, mark this podcast. Yeah. Follow. Share. 
Absolutely, because when we're famous... Yeah, you heard it here first. That's right. Anyways, back to Truman's. Back to Truman's. You know what else I want to mention about Truman's? What else? They have a skee-ball machine. They do have a skee-ball machine. They have a patio. They do have a patio. And they have cornhole. They do have cornhole. The murals on their walls are... Amazing. Truly amazing. I really enjoyed the decor of this place. And it was accessible. Yes, everything was accessible. As you walk in, there is also a support Ukraine flyer. Very true. Um, Yeah, that's why I liked it when I was looking at places to go. I thought this is a really good place to talk about because they really do have a lot of good missions. Yeah, I mean, to be nonprofit in the restaurant world, I think is truly amazing. Jen, our server, told us about Jillian Wolfstein is the owner of Truman's 216. It is named after her pet dog. What was his name? Truman. (laughs) I was just joking. He did pass away last year. And before the pandemic, her and her family would go overseas and help get water to underprivileged people. And they would sponsor children and send them to school over in Africa and things. Uh, They do have many regulars there at the restaurant bar, which we saw there. Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of regulars. Yeah. You could tell they were very comfortable. It was a very much a hometown kind of place. Yeah. If you want to go help out your, your community, this is the place to go. For sure. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to the staff there. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I mean, I feel like this place was really, truly the epitome of what Cleveland is. Absolutely. A lot I of agree. Cleveland pride, a lot of blue collar pride. It just was a very good place to be. I agree. And right in the heart of the flats, which I love. Yeah. I love the Heart of the Flats, which we've mentioned several times on here, but I do. I think that that's such a good place for Cleveland and a good decor for Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you to Jen. Yeah. And thank you for allowing us to advertise our new name. We did put the new name in the booth. We did. So are we ready for a break? We are ready for a break. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these short messages. If you like this podcast, we ask that you like, follow, share, or leave a review. If you visit any of the places we've talked about, please let us know about your adventures on our social media pages. We look forward to your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. And we're back. From our break. All right. Oh, Tony's actually singing this time. Not just leaving me hanging. Feeling the music. (laughs) All right. So we moved on from Truman's Mm -hmm. 216. Truman's 216. To the International Women's Air and Space Museum, which is located at Burke Lakefront Airport, right inside the actual airport. Have you ever been inside that airport before? Never. All the years that I go to the air show so tony for years has operated a booth is that how you say it 
Yeah. Managed the, managed a booth. Managed a booth at the air show. Yes. Every Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Oh, not Friday? No. I did it one year. She did do it one year with me. I feel like we weren't even friends. We weren't. Why did I do it? Because you wanted to be my friend. No, I think it's because I was newly divorced and I was volunteering every time I could get the choice to volunteer. The year that I had volunteered at this booth with you for the Boy Scouts, because that's what we were supporting. Yes. I may not have been feeling up to par due to my previous night's activities. You stayed out very late. I did. So, uh, since we're touching on this, I Uh want to point out to everyone that running those booths is a fundraiser for the people that are running them. The people that run them do not set the prices. They all volunteer their, their time. I can vouch for that. To run those booths. The money that they get from running those booths goes to the organization that they are volunteering for. So I do it for Boy Scouts every year that the air show is there. And those people work in very warm temperature conditions. Or cold. I mean, or rainy. Oh. Or... It was very warm when I was there. Yeah, I mean, there's times when it's raining like hell and, you know... And you guys still did it? Yeah. We are there until they shut us down. How many years have you been there? I started when Brandon was 11 years old, was my first year. And Brandon is now 27. But I will say, you've asked me to do it since and I've said... No. Yes, she has. Every single time. (laughs) So it's hard to find people that will volunteer to do it. I I, see why. Because you have to commit to the entire day. Yes. Uh, You can't say, I'll I'll come at noon. Right. (laughs) When you're volunteering with these groups, you get to see the air show. You do. Because basically once the main event starts... Be it the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels, everybody stops what they're doing and they watch them. Oh, they're magnificent. They are. So you get to watch too. I usually start cleaning up because we get to leave shortly after that. I just want to point out, if you do feel that you want to volunteer, please reach out. (laughs) Send us an email. We're always looking for people to volunteer at these events. Anyways. And where can they find your email, Tony? You can send us an email on Exploring Cleveland. Okay. I'll forward all those to you. Please do. (laughs) Are you still doing it? Yes, I still do it every year. Even though your boys have graduated from the program? My boys, I have an Eagle Scout and a Life Scout. So all these years going to the air show, I have never been into Burke Lakefront Airport. And I'm not even sure that that's an option. That you can go into Burke Lakefront Airport while you're at the air show. It is. It is? Yeah, we found that out this weekend. That airport is open all the time, Tony. Why did we go to Burke Lakefront Airport on a Sunday afternoon? To visit the International Women's Air and Space Museum, Heidi. 
Did you even know that that existed? Didn't know. I had no idea. How did we find out? Google. Googled it. <laughs> Googled it. And Google. how much did it cost? Well, trick question. It is a trick question. The museum itself? zippity doo right. Nothing. Nothing at all. It did cost us to park in seven dollars parking lot. Right. $7, which they warn you on their website. Right. That there's a flat rate of $7 at that airport. It was very hard to find a parking spot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm being sarcastic right now because Heidi thought the hangar for the airplanes was the museum. I didn't think it was going to be in the airport. Well, I didn't think it was going to be in the airport either, but I was like, Heidi, that's the hangar. And she didn't want to listen to me. Because in front of the hangar were two airplanes. Outside? Yeah. And it looked like a monument or something that I kind of wanted to go see. But I will admit, we went on a cold day. We did well. The wind was blowing. Well, we were it's by the right, lake. It's we right on the lake. lake. It's yeah. called Burke Lakefront Airport, and we were by the lake. Lakefront. I know. Yeah. So I wasn't in the mood to go over there to take a picture when you told me that that's not where we were going. No. Yeah. So we walked to the, I think, like gate. So I was like, five. it's over here. It is over here. Because I saw writing on one of the windows. Right. I couldn't necessarily make out the writing because. Heidi parked at the furthest, like right where the gate entrance was. Because I thought we were going over by the airplanes. She thought we were going to the hangar. Yes. So that's a good thing to point out. You're actually going to the airport. Gate five, the door of gate five. So we go in because we, you know, it says Women's Air and Space Museum on the window of the airport. Right. We went into that door. We did go into that door. And that's where we found the museum. It's literally in the middle. (laughs) I thought it was a trick question. (laughs) No, it's literally in the middle of the the airport. Like, all throughout the the airport is all of this information. We got to visit different exhibits that focused all on women. Yes. I mean, I didn't realize how many women went up into space. Okay, good. Because I didn't either. And I didn't want to seem like the not so smart person. No, it's. No, I knew of Amelia Earhart. That's who I knew about. I knew about Sally Ride. Amelia Earhart went up into space. Oh, well, I just meant as a pilot. Of the people that we saw there, is what I'm saying. Yeah. The people that we saw there, I knew Amelia Earhart. I knew Sally Ride. Yes. And I knew about Krista McCullough. Unfortunately, the reason why I knew about her is a tragic event. But there were several other women in oh, this museum that were showcased. Several. Let me just tell you, there's a whole wall of women. And they have a book of women who actually went into space. And I went through that book and found several women from Ohio. That's awesome. And Judith Resnick from Akron, Ohio, went into space. 
She went to Firestone High School. She's a graduate of Study Program Award RCA in 1971, American Association of University Women Fellow, NASA Space Flight Medal, 1984. Those are her special honors. Wow. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. And then we have Mary Ellen Weber of Bedford Heights, Ohio, which I thought was awesome because, I mean, that's like the next town over from where I live. Right. Um, received a Bachelor of Science degree in Chemical Engineering with honors from Purdue University in 1984. Received a Ph.D. in Physical Chemistry from University of California at Berkeley in 1988. Received a Master of Business from Southern Methodist University in 2002. So she went up into space also, which I thought was amazing. She went into space in May of 2000. So then we have Sunita Williams, who was born in Euclid, Ohio. Flashback to our Cleveland History Center episode, Euclid Beach. Yes, Euclid Beach. So there were three of them that went from Ohio that went into space. That is amazing. I I thought that was absolutely remarkable. I do too. And when you go in there, there is some things about space. You can put your hands into these giant rubber gloves and kind of work with tools as the astronauts do in space. Right. It shows you pictures of how they had to sleep. Right. The items that they would have to eat. Right. How they would exercise. Right. It had the the first uh, soda machine. Oh, right. How to get Coca-Cola. From- right. Right. And how to go to the bathroom. Yes, which I thought was quite odd. I would not want to experience that because there was like a vacuum. Yes. And we weren't quite sure where the vacuum went. (laughs) (laughs) They also talked about their dirty laundry. They couldn't do laundry in space, so they would just release it into the atmosphere. And then it would burn up and disintegrate before it got to the Earth's atmosphere. Or in the Earth's atmosphere, it would disintegrate. Regardless. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, so... All this pollution that's falling down on us is the astronauts' clothing. (laughs) Dirty clothes. (laughs) Yes, they're dirty clothes. And then it said something about how they clean up. And it said, would you survive in space? It asked the question. Yeah, because they can't can't shower. They have to, like, just wash up with cloths. And my answer was no. Yeah, no, I I couldn't do it. (laughs) I would not survive with the vacuum potty and the... He disintegrating clothes. I don't think I could do it either. Like, Well, and also flashback to our Cleveland Museum of Natural History in the ice cream sandwich, the freeze-dried ice cream sandwich. Right. I would not survive in space. Let's just put it out there. I'm not surviving yeah, in space. Yeah, because all their... That was one of the things that they had on display was all the freeze-dried food that they had to right. eat. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Me too. They I'm did. gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my my clothes and my showers. But they did have an astronaut eating a fresh apple, but I don't think that that would last very long. Like you no. would have to eat that very quickly. Yeah, it'd become freeze dried real quick up there. But it did say interestingly enough 
that the temperature up there is approximately 72 degrees. And so most of them sleep in a t-shirt and shorts in a sleeping bag as they're strapped to the side of the shuttle. (laughs) But it said that they wear eye masks because the sun sets and rises so frequently when they're in space. And it's important for them to get a full eight hours of sleep. Right. Now, that is something I already wear here on Earth is a sleep mask. So I can relate to that. That's like the only thing I have in common with an astronaut. Yeah, I have nothing in common with an astronaut. I need actual light while I'm sleeping. Oh, no. I need everything pitch black. It's It's a problem that I have that I have to have some light so that I can see... What's coming at me? Just another way you and I are different. Yes. (laughs) And then as you move on, you go into more of the flight. And then it it shows you a lot of uh, like Amelia Earhart information. Um, Well, not just her. Other flight. Yes. Other pilots as well. Correct. There's um, Bessie Coleman, who was actually a black woman from Atlanta. Atlanta, Texas, and she wanted to fly, so she did. <laughs> April 30th, 1926. It talks about the WASPs, which is the Women Air Force service pilots, and it has a lot of information about them and the uniforms that they had to wear. There was a plane that was built in Akron, Ohio by Goodyear, and it was flown by Margaret Herbelt, and she flew it to break the women's speed record. You also have Harriet Quimby, America's first licensed woman pilot. She was licensed um, in the United States on August 1st, 1911. She was the first woman to fly the English Channel solo on April 16th, 1912. Oh, wow. In 1967, Pat Arnold won the Cleveland Air Race. And when she exited her plane with her speech in hand, she told the press, I was prepared to win. I knew it was going to be a good day. Awesome. Yeah, so there's a lot of inspirational women at this museum that we don't talk enough about. Right. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted us to be able to go to this museum, because it really did kind of open our eyes up to all the women, like you said, that were up in space, because I didn't know that either, that so many of those women... We talk so much about Sally Ride, but I feel like she's the only one that we truly learn about. Right. But like you said, there was that whole wall of women. Yeah, up in space. Right. Right. And then there are quotes, some of them, like Krista McAuliffe, what are we doing here? We're reaching for the stars. Sally Ride, I can't remember a single time my parents ever told me not to do something I wanted to do. Amelia Earhart, courage is the price that life exacts for granting peace. Bessie Coleman, the air is the only place free from prejudices. I mean, there's just these amazing 
you the, know, quotes. The, yeah, the voices from of these, these women. Awa- amazing women. Right. Accomplished women. Yes. And I still feel like this is such a male-dominated field, but these women were groundbreakers or glassbreakers, if you will. Absolutely. So it was definitely a very interesting place. Again, it cost us $7 together. Not a piece, but together. Right, because we rode in the same car. Right, to get to this museum. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. We found out a lot of other things there. We did. So, let me just tell you, I did have to yell at Heidi a couple times. Oh, no. I did. Don't lie. Why did you yell at me? Well, there were other people walking around this museum. And what did we have a problem with when we went to the art museum, Heidi? People being too loud. And Heidi went to the bathroom at one point, so I took a seat. And then all I hear is somebody screaming and yelling. And I'm like, oh, my God, what, does she need toilet paper? So I get up and start running over there, and Heidi's walking out. I'm like, what is your problem? And she's like, what? I was talking to Will back there. Yeah, I was talking to Will, not Arnett. I was back there talking to Will and uh, found out a few things. I'm going to walk over to gate five. I'm gonna knock on the door at gate five over there. They're gonna we're gonna they're gonna take us up in an airplane. I was trying to get us up in an airplane that day. You don't scream and yell in a museum, Heidi. Well, first of all, it's an airport slash museum. And second of all, as you stated at the Cleveland Museum of Art, there were no memos to keep quiet. Obviously. Let me just point out that Heidi was not hangry while we were at that, this museum. And I was talking to Will. She was not talking. She was yelling. Be, well, no, no, no. I was talking to Will, who explained a few things to me. And then he asked who I was. And I explained that we were here to do a podcast episode. And at that point, he downloaded our podcast. So as I was walking away, I said, Hey, Will! Don't forget to follow. And he hollered back and said, I already did. So we have a new listener, Will, from the airport. And he went on Facebook and liked a lot of our stuff. He did. (laughs) I had no idea. He did. So thank you, Will. I told him I'd give him a shout out. What Will told me, though, was very interesting We could, at this airport, do what's called a discovery flight. Now, I will admit the discovery flights are a bit expensive. So one of the things that I learned is that you can do a helicopter tour or a private jet tour through Cleveland. You can also take flying lessons at this airport. You can. We actually met Ray, who was there to take a flying lesson. Right. I personally wanted us to get up into a plane that day, but I could not find people who were working at gate five to take us up. They may have been taking up other people. I'm not sure, but it's at the T and G club. And some of their popular sites are downtown Cleveland, Brown's, And Guardian Stadium, your house, you can fly over your house, Cedar Point, Sunset, Leaves in the Fall, 
Fourth of July fireworks, Kelly's Island, Putin Bay, and Shoreline Houses. So they have several different tours that you can choose from. Like I said, they have the private jet planes as well as the helicopter tours. I was really trying to get us up in a plane that day. She certainly was. Or a helicopter. We met a pilot who, he was a helicopter pilot. Yeah. So we, he looked very young. Everybody kept asking him his age, <laughs> which must be a thing with him because his standard answer was 17. And a half. Yeah. But then he said, you have to be at least 18 to fly, and he was 25. Yes. But he did look young. He did. <laughs> I would have gone up with him. What the hell? I, I, I probably would have too, but not that day. I was not. You weren't into it. I was not into it at all. Oh, I would, I would have loved that to do it. I have enough troubles with a big airplane. Oh, and I was going to say, and you have your vertigo issues. I'd be falling out of the plane. <laughs> I've never been in a helicopter before, so I think that that's something that I would have really gotten into. Yeah, I can see you getting into that. Not me so much. Yeah. What else do we have to mention? I think that's all on our list, right? Yeah. Go check it out. It's a free museum all about women. Powerful women. Accomplished women. I love that. I love that too. So we had another great adventure. Absolutely. Don't forget to follow and share our podcast with others. Our listenership is growing. Yes, it is. Little by little. Until we're famous. Yes, and then I I would love that. It's going to (laughs) happen. All right, guys. This was another great adventure. Another fun find in the city of Cleveland. Absolutely. Go visit. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time. Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland was created and produced by Heidi Johnson and Tony Gambino. Please contact us if you are a listener and have suggestions of where we should go next. Or, if you're a local business and you would like us to visit and share our experience, please email us at exploringclevelandht at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the content creators and not the business, organization, affiliates, or their employees. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All rights reserved.